Well, thank God I remembered to hit that button. Sip time. Tink, tink. Cup is way sweatier than I thought it would be. It's because you're so hot, it's reflecting off the cup, making it. It's anticipating my one million nip slips tonight because I think it's gonna just—it's just gonna happen. As long as mine don't slip, we'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, society's so unfair. A boy nip slips on YouTube, no problem. A girl. Your channel is deleted I mean, permanently. If you think about it, there's really only two differences, if that. Women's boobies are nicer. They're soft and plump and, you know, nice. I mean, I guess unless you're a really, really big guy with big old titties, but I feel like they would just be really hairy. Yeah. And we can feed babies with ours. Y'all can't. Well, I feel like... The rules with women boobies is that you can show as much boob as you want to, as long as you don't show the nipple. Oh, yeah. The nipple's what does it for me. That's why you can get away, like, I guess you could borderline get away with, like, not that I watch regular TV, but I would assume, like, a pasty. Like, they probably wouldn't blur those out. I think it depends on the TV program. Well, yeah, the TV rating for sure. So silly. Welcome back to Anime Autopsy. This is episode 34. We are still on Tokyo Revengers season one. This will be part four, which will go through, let's see if I can remember this, episode 16 through 20 is this episode. I'm Romeo Stone. This is Peachley. Say hello. Hello. Say it with your chest. We'll get canceled. Not. No, don't like shit. Don't say it with your chest. Hello. Say it. There it is. Use that. Um, I don't have anything to rant about. I don't think. We just talked about boobs. Yeah, I don't think I was recording though. You hit the record button. Maybe I did. Housekeeping notes. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's our main hub for everything. We'll do all of our live recording sessions on our YouTube, upload shorts and clips for all the news updates for the show. You'll want to follow either me on Twitter or join the Facebook group. Either way, all the no, uh, all the no, la, 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 all the news updates go to both of those platforms. Take a second to leave a five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform you're using. And if you want to, we're on Instagram and TikTok at Anime Autopsy follow us there and if you want to send us in a voicemail or send us in a email all that information is going to be in the bio below follow me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash the romeo stone although i think i'm gonna revert back to youtube if you know anything about the twitch bs going on right now it's uh it's something our new logo or i guess our just our logo at this point since we're episode 34 it's made by Blue Room Media. All of your art inquiries, reach out to them. Ask for Brandon. Tell them that we sent you. That's something we can rant about Twitch. What Twitch BS? All I know is the Adam Levine BS. We can talk about both. Uh, unless you want to save that for the other episode yeah. that we're going to record. Let's save that. 
because that's fuck. I've seen phenomenal memes about the Adam Levine stuff at this point. I still don't know actually what was going on. I don't know what the the gossip is at all. But let's talk about that on the next episode. Twitch. Um, they're being as corporate as corporate can get with as far as like the people who stream on Twitch, like the people who really put in the hours, like I'm talking like they're clocking in and out at, at McDonald's, like eight hour shifts, like where they're just streaming, playing video games, trying to like, you know, cultivate this community. These people are, are putting in like hours and hours, a lot of times every single day. And Twitch has announced it's it was 50-50. So 50 towards Twitch, 50 towards the person who's streaming. So now they just change it to where it's 70% to Twitch, 30% to the um, Oh, that's that some person, bullshit. To the streamer. And if I'm not mistaken, if so here here's the crazy crazy part. People who have made partner, which are people who have you know already cultivated this community, already is financially being you know, be, I don't know, like the people who are actually like trying to make a living out of it. So once, like they they are the the partners are, are the ones who were fifty fifty. So now once they hit a hundred thousand dollars of earnings then it does the 70-30 to them. And the only thing, so th- this is this is the bullshit. They're they're putting them into a corner. So taking their money away that they're they're used to getting, that that's already BS. But now if they want to recoup the money that they're now going to lose, they have to add more put more ads on their stream. So the crazy this is what gets me about Twitch. I would use Twitch more often cuz I, I like Twitch. But like as far as like viewing people streaming, I would use it more often if as soon as I clicked on somebody's stream, you get hit with five ads. Like you're talking like there's all these people just trying to make this living or people trying to start it for the first time, you know, buy, like it's an expensive thing to get into. So you're asking a viewer to click on their stream just suffer through with these five ads that they cannot skip. And then, then they finally get to the streamer streaming. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to mess around with it anymore after that. Like as soon as I see five ads, I'm like, you know what? I'll find something on YouTube or something. That's like on Facebook when I'm watching a video. As soon as an ad comes on, scroll into the next thing. I'm not going to sit through an ad. I'm sorry. Well, with YouTube, you can, if you have like the little membership, uh, it takes the ads completely away. So if I clicked on any video, any stream, I won't see one single ad pop up on the screen and take over the video. But with Twitch, there's not that option. Like, and you can be like a member, or you can have like a pro- like they're owned by Amazon. So like all of this is just like revenue fueled corporate bullshit. I'm sure that Twitch is hemorrhaging millions of dollars, and Amazon's like, hey. You better start making some money, do something, and this is like their band-aid fix. But it's it's crazy though because you'll you've seen monster creators on Twitch completely leave over the last couple of years. Like Tim the Tatman left for YouTube, 
Courage. I left for YouTube at like a year before that. Like your top earner, one of your top earners, Ludwig, he left for YouTube uh, this past year. And then now Ninja. Like if if anybody's like a household name within like a streaming, the streaming industry, it's, it's Ninja. Like he's like, you know, like if you had like kids like five years ago, like he was probably the streamer they were talking about. He like left his Twitch contract so that he could stream everywhere. So he's, I think he's still streaming on Twitch technically. He's just not under contract with anybody anymore, but he's got such a monster following. No matter where he goes, he's going to get paid by this company. So basically all he did was get out while the getting was good with his contract. And now Twitch is paying him. YouTube is paying him. He's streaming on TikTok live. Like he's streaming everywhere all at the same time, Facebook everywhere and getting money from all of those sources. So like who knows he's probably making up the money he would have lost if he would have stayed with Twitch. But yeah, Twitch is being greedy. That's my rant ran over, I guess. Anywho, so you were saying that you've enjoyed the show a lot more than you thought you were going to enjoy it? Elaborate. Yeah, honestly. I don't like how it ended. I'll just leave it at that. I thought that was kind of um stupid. Well, I don't know. But I do like it a lot more than I honestly thought I would. Um, and I see more of my favorite character than I thought I would. Because you made it seem like, oh, you were not going to see him that often. But I've seen him quite a bit through like the last few episodes to ending. I mean, you see him. He's just not integral to the story. No, but I mean, it's cool that he was one of the founders of Toman, So Yeah. I, I did forget that he made personally made Takamichi's um jacket yeah i did forget all about that but um it's just cool so he's yeah, my was a favorite nice touch. Uh, and mikey's my, my favorite i don't think we'll get to it until our next podcast episode but speaking of him making takamichi's uh jacket for the biker gang i love that he's not just a like a stereotypical you know good for nothing he's just like a gang member or something like that like he's actually got his future all sorted out. He's like top of his class. And like we see this a little bit with Baji too. Like he was trying to graduate to so like he was like everybody thought he was a nerd or whatever in his class. We're talking about the same person, right? Uh I was just talking about Baji and then I was also talking about your favorite character. What's his name? Mitsuya. Mitsuya. So like he like was the head person of the like that sewing class or whatever in his school and he was like basically like an instructor you know person but i like how like they showed that they're not just you know biker you know criminals basically delinquents like they might be labeled as delinquents but like they've got their you know they've got it together you know i guess let's just jump into it episode episode 16 once upon a time in the past Tomon officially forms as Baji and Kazutora plan a surprise for Mikey. I think this is the flashback episode, right? So in 2003, Tokyomaji gang were founded by Mikey, Draken, Mitsuya, Pachin, Baji, and Kazutora. They so, were 13. We were yeah, 13. Yeah, they were 12 and 13. Yeah, 12 and 13. I think Mikey was 12. A couple of them were like a year older than Mikey. Did you ever think about joining a gang at 13? 
You know, if I could have legally drove a motorcycle, I probably would have. Like, I don't understand how those kids are driving motorcycles at 12 and 13. I don't really know what the laws are in Japan, but like I think the biker age is 14. That's so weird. I do know that it's a different license type than like a regular yeah. standard uh, car license here, at least in Tennessee. But yeah, I, de- I definitely would have wanted to. But I think at that age, I was probably, if I would have started some type of street gang, it would have been like a, a skateboarding gang. Because I think at that point, I just started skateboarding. Actually, I did. It was called Team Jester. Holy shit, I did actually do that. Yeah, it was called Team Jester. And our uh, logo, it wasn't like a gang. It was just like a group of guys that all hung out. But I guess that's how they started. But it was like a skull with a jester's hat on. I remember one of my email addresses had um, thrash and jester sure at yahoo.com or something. A skull with a jester hat. Is it? I think so. That's funny. Yeah, so I guess I would have. So Kazator convinces Baji to help him steal a motor bike for Mikey's birthday. I remember walking in as you were watching this episode going, hey, just, you know. Shut up. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was in my feelings. I was like, I can't remember what I said. I was like, yeah, he didn't just hit anybody. Just Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was like. Because <gasps> there's been no mention. Mikey, as like charismatic as he is towards his friends, like he doesn't really talk about his self all that much. Like I think um, one of the last episodes we see Mikey crying. Yeah. Like by himself or whatever. Like he doesn't really let anybody see that side of him. So during their heist, Baji realizes too late that the shop owned by Mikey's older brother, Shinichiro, Shinichiro who Kasatora uh, impulsively bludgeoned to death. With a damn bolt cutter. I will say that the tough head does not run in the family because we'll see in a couple episodes you know, the head is something that you can't train to take punishment. So I guess he didn't get the strong head like Mikey did. Because all it took was like that one thump. And then it was Dunzo's with his brother. Then again, like it was with bolt cutters. Those are pretty sharp. Yeah, but still. It definitely does add an interesting dynamic. And at this point, um, it's, we've not even heard no one's even said the name Kazatora. So at this point in in like I think it's the last episode that we got introduced to him, we had no idea he even existed. Mm-mm. Like at all. So let's see here. As he and Baji are arrested, a guilt ridden Kazatora enters a catatonic state, which we'll see a few times um coming through these last episodes. And reasons that the incident is Mikey's fault. Therefore, he must kill Mikey. Which makes absolutely no sense. Let's murder a second person. It makes no sense at all. But, like, that's just it. Like, you know, we've both known people that rationalize their bad decision-making and puts it on other people, like, the blame on other people. Oh, yeah. Somehow, some way, they've made it make sense to themselves because it's the only way they can live with the fact that you know, they'd messed up over and over and over and over. So, like, it's it's a thing. Like, people do it. But it's so crazy seeing him going from... Because, like, they're 
brothers, you know, and yeah. all intents and purposes besides blood. And like another thing, just a plot hole. How did they not know his brother worked there? You know? Well, I mean, like you said, he's never mentioned anything about, but I mean, Baji recognized him. So you would think Baji would be like, oh, we shouldn't break into this shop because this is Mikey's older exactly. brother's shop. But like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just one of those things where like, don't worry about the details. Just keep moving. Or maybe they were just more, you know, taken back about seeing the bike that Mikey wants. So they were like, oh, didn't even pay attention to the shop or anything. But then again, you'd have to know how to get into the back. It just, yeah. We think too damn much for certain things. Well, this show provokes you thinking because... I mean, besides the fact that there's characters that don't know the full story of what's going on, because constantly I forget about that this is like a sci-fi time-traveling show until he goes back to present day and like, oh yeah, that's right. There's the time-travel aspect to this story. So it's just kind of like, yeah, outside of that, like there's so much that we know that we don't know (laughs) that it makes you speculate about the smallest minute details that probably don't matter at all yeah all right let's go ahead and hit episode 17 episode 17 no way reeling from the recent revelations takamichi meets someone that helps him shine a light on a big conspiracy so on behalf of valhalla hanma challenges the tokyo manji gang to a fight can I just say, he looks so cool to have these stupidest sounding voice and the <laughs> laugh. I think they're trying it to sell the fact that he's crazy. On my nerves. But he looks so cool. Who, Hanma? Yes. Like, I love whenever Mikey's, not Mikey, but um, Kenny's punching him. He's like, what are you, a freaking zombie? <laughs> because he's just taking all yes. of these punches to the face and then just keeps walking forward on him. And he sounds like that. The next day, Takamichi meets Chifuyu. So this is a, the guy that got his face beaten by Baji to get into Valhalla. Got turned into hamburger meat. And like, um, it just reminded me of the wedding scene in House, uh, of, the House of the Dragons. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. The but, hamburger meat. So Chifuyu, who tells him that Baji joined Valhalla to expose Kizuki. <coughs> See, I... I figured this is what Kizuki was doing my first watch through was to like expose Kizuki. Uh, Baji was doing. Why doesn't he like let them help him? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand too why he just doesn't take it to Mikey. Because he was, he helped found, found the biker gang. I feel like Mikey would be more opposed to listening to his opinion. Versus just bringing in this person nobody really knows just because even though he said, well, I know he's bad news, then why the fuck are you letting him join? I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they needed strength. They have it with so, freaking Draken and Baji. With him coming like well, with him coming in, he could add more uh. members to the gang. So maybe that was okay, it. Okay, well, that's stupid. And maybe Mikey thought that he could just do away with him if he needed to. No. But as we know, we know the future at this point to the that that timeline. Not the case. So um, the two meets with uh, Osanai, which I totally forgot about this scene. 
who reveals that Kizuki orchestrated the fight with Mobius on August 3rd. And they even tell him, like, oh, Sinai, why don't you just speak up about this? Yeah. And, like, he still doesn't. He's basically like, you know what? Kizuki, he basically just used him to gain status within, like, this world of Valhalla and, and Toman. It's like, that. that's my last dealing with Kizuki. I'm washing my hands clean. No thanks. And I think he even says, like, if I did go after him, he would, you know, I would end up dead at some point. Like, somebody would come for me. So together the two suspect that Kizuki is the true leader of Valhalla. No, no joke. Like, some things in the show are so obvious. Yeah. Like, this whole time, Kizuki has been the puppet in the background. We talked about this. He hasn't even really been in the background. Well, he's been like in your face without without you kind of knowing yeah. it at first. But it's kind of like he's from the future, and it's like he's he's told um, what's his name, the detective guy, Naito. Naito, like he knows or whatever. But it's just kind of like, why don't you just like try to tell them that you're from the future, you know? Like you said, we could turn it into a drinking game. As many opportunities as he's had to say, "Hey, I know these things because," well, at this and save point, us all the trouble. There's been all of those moments, and then there's been the random moments where he blurts out things that would make no sense to them. Unless they knew that he was from the and future. they literally say, "What are you talking about?" And yeah. he's like, "Oh, uh, nothing." Like, dude. Like, I like the crybaby hero, but he's kind of a dummy. He's, he's making himself look like a dumbass. Oh my god! And then, like, the f- we'll get to it. But whenever he belts out his war cry, whenever he oh my you know. god, shut up. Uh, Takemichi returns to the present. And has Naito take him to meet Jirakan in prison to confirm this. Instead, Jirakan confesses that Mikey was the leader of Valhalla, not Kizuki. I remember that. When when they were in there talking to him. I remember that. So when, whenever he spills those beans that Mikey was the leader instead of Kizuki, I would have tried to plug for more information. What do you mean? Because this is what I know. What do you mean Mikey was the leader? And even if it was like, oh, and another thing, whenever they left the jail, he started mentioning that he was having memories that weren't his flood into his brain because it was like the new timeline that had been reset after he came back to the present day. So that answers the question we had like in episode one or two or part one or part two where we're like, how does like he wouldn't he would be living a present day that he didn't live a past to. So, like, he would have no recollection or memory of how he got from point A to point B back to present day. Oh, okay. So, in this episode, it does explain that he's starting to get these memories flood back into his brain that were not a life that he lived, but is now the reset timeline because of everything he changed in the past. Like, when he broke up with Heenman, he's like... (laughs) Well, that kind of explains, because, like, I remember thinking whenever he came back and she got... uh, murdered again um he, he was in the bathroom then he ran into hanma and he was just kind of like you know kind of slow to the reaction of everything that was happening and like he even said like oh you're supposed to be in the car or something like that like maybe he was having all these memories start to flood back into his brain 
and like maybe that was like he was slow to the the reaction because at that point I'd been like oh I'd have been like on guard trying to like Judy chop Hanma yeah but I guess anime logic <laughs> episode 18 open fire as both Tomon and Valhalla prepare for battle Takamichi and Chifuyu scramble to keep the conflict from reaching disastrous proportions. There's a lot of big words in that sentence. So Draken explains that Kazutora killed Baji during their gang war on October 31st, 2005, known as Bloody Halloween. They do have cool nicknames for all of these murderous events. Mikey had killed him out of rage, which led to the Tokyo Manji gang to lose the fight. As a result, the gang was absorbed into Valhalla, which subsequently became a crime organization, which Mikey and Kizuki acting as its leaders, which we'll come back to that um, after I think it's episode 24 and talk more about that. 23, 23, 24. But uh, Takemichi returns to the past to confront Baji with Chifuyu, but Baji swears his loyalty to Valhalla. Loser. I do just accept their help. Like, I know he's just trying to, like, keep his cover, but even if they never tried to, like, reach out to Baji, like, his cover was pretty shaky anyways. Takamichi later admits to Mikey he is unable to fulfill his promise, but at meeting, um, at a meeting on the night before Bloody Halloween, Mikey declares that Rather than fighting Baji, the Tokyo Manji gang, their objective is to bring him back. Bring him back, or I'll kill you. <laughs> On the day of the fight, the two gangs gather at a junkyard, and before their battle opener, Kazutora knocks the referee unconscious, and the fight begins. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, like, they've got this big, you know, they've got these organizations of gangs around Tokyo. So they've got like a legit way to squash their beef with one another. So you bring in the two gangs that have beef, and then you bring outside gangs uh, leaders to come in and referee the event so it doesn't get too out of hand. Because I guess I suppose if it got too bad, you know, like it only takes one person to mess it up for everybody else kind of thing. So these gangs are operating within Tokyo. So like, you know, they're not all trying to get arrested and, and whatnot. So like... I guess, like, they're sort of kind of begrudgingly working together to get these beefs squashed so they can go back to their normal, you know, biker gang stuff. Which we did meet a few of those gang members at the Bloody Halloween that were outside of um, Valhalla and Tomon, which I hope we get to see a little bit more of. Like, there were the the twins that, like, one was, like, had their braids and, like, the other one had, like, a different hairstyle. Yeah. And, and then, then there the was really fat guy. Yeah, but there's a few uh, people I'd like to get a little bit more of in season two. Episode 19, Turnaround. The battle between Tomon and Valhalla has reached its peak when the heads of both teams eliminated most of the weak members. Hanma gets intimidated by Draken's power and waits to take him on impatiently. So the brawl between Valhalla and Tokimanji Gang begins. I gotta say, this is probably like one of my favorite things in season one is like this whole fight thing it was really cool yeah like i thought the last fight they had um i can't remember what it was called was cool but like this one's actually really really neat 
As the Tokumanji gang are outnumbered, several members begin to lose hope until Takamichi boosts their morale with determination. Which and by determination, he yelled like a little girl. And while then, crying. Yeah. As usual. <clears throat> I'm not sure what the Japanese version sounded like, but in the English dub, it was... It did sound pretty bad. Yeah. I remember watching it like, really, man? It worked. But just for uh, reference, they... So Tomon had 150, and then Valhalla had 300. 300. So yep. one person would have... Every, for every one person, they would have had to have fought two. Kazutora lures Mikey to a pile of scrapped vehicles and has two Valhalla members pin him down as he strikes him with a metal pipe. Coward. I thought he was dead. That made me so mad watching that episode. And all of this is Kazutora's fault. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know that Kizuki was just the puppeteer of everything, but he's just using their internal conflict to gain status. During this time, Kasatora's abusive childhood, which led uh, led to his black and white mortality, is revealed. Mikey, however, breaks free and defeats the Valhalla members, Kasatora included. I love when he like snaps his head back and hits that one guy, and he goes to lift his leg up to kick with the other guy, and he's like, "Oh my god, he's lifting me up!" Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have the strongest legs in anime or something. <laughs> He's like, they're like rockets. I mean, you do like it when they kick. I do like a good head kick. Yeah. Menezuko have that in common. He's out here kicking people. Episode 20, Dead or Alive. Kisaki declares his authority while Baji challenges it. Takemichi does everything he can to get Baji alive. So, Mikey collapses from exhaustion, <clears throat> but before the other Valhalla members attack, Kizuki intervenes with his division. Of course. Comes in right at the nick of time. I think even Takemichi like, mentioned that, like, oh yeah, he totally planned that, just to look good. Act like he really cared about Mikey's well-being. And he's like, if you want to hurt Mikey, you've got to come through us. <laughs> like you know like whenever you meet somebody that's just absurdly fake yes like he's this guy i could name a few he gains the approval of the this is the worst part he gains the approval of the other tokyo manji gang members except for takamichi who realizes that his actions had been planned when I heard Draken tell him good job, I was like, you. I know. I was like, Draken, no. No. Please, <laughs> we want to slap his wrist. There are so many examples why Takamichi should just tell them, hey, I'm from the future. We could avoid all this, and his job would probably be completed by now, and he could go back to the future and have a future with Hinami or whatever. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right anymore. Hina. He calls her Hina. Yeah. But is it, is it not Hinami? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I just keep We haven't her seen her button in in a minute, so, you know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. She usually just appears somewhere and then talks about Takamichi just showing up unannounced. She does the same thing, which I don't Thank understand. Thank you. So, Baji uh, targets Kizuki. Takamichi attempts to hold Baji back, 
But just as he recalls that it was Kazatura who killed Baji, <laughs> Kazatura stabs him out of nowhere. Sneaks it behind him, stabs him in the back. <coughs> but Baji convinces Takemichi that the wound is shallow. I think he refers to it. It's only a scratch. Yeah. And fights his way to Kizuki. But just as he reaches him, he succumbs to his wounds, revealing that the stab was fatal. So he gets all the way up there. He fought holds a pipe so many to people. his neck. Yeah, and he was kicking butt. And he could have saved that whole two-minute conversation and just stabbed Kizuki in the throat, and that would have been the end of it. But instead, he had to talk and then start throwing up blood and faint. Yeah, I was so upset the first time I watched this. Like they always do that. They always antagonize, and then shit doesn't go their way. Because they antagonize. He could have done been stabbed in the throat with that sharp ass pipe, and that would be the end of it. Well, it's not an anime unless they have a big like oh, monologue no. about anything and everything. Oh, no. Here's my plan of how I'm gonna kill you. And while I sit here and describe my plan piece by piece, you're gonna find a way to escape. So my plan's gonna be fooled anyway. Don't know why I waste my time, but I'm gonna. <clears throat> At least he was talking out loud. Most of the time, instead of doing the thing the animes always do where they're heavy breathing on screen and then like you hear them talking to themselves inside their head. That little echo because they're talking yeah. to themselves. And they're just, the animation's just doing the same thing. <laughs> like the, the dub of the breathing even sounds a little off too half yeah. the time. Or I love, one of my favorite things is when it pans from character to character and they're all doing the... <gasps> Oh my god. The <laughs> like, guy who it went dubbed all six of those characters after he fainted and they're all going <gasps> The guy who dubbed um Takemichi's voice must have had to dub the huh? a million times. That's his most common thing that he says is huh? in different inflections. Like to yeah. the point where after I noticed it Every time he did it, I would I just had to roll my eyes like fuck. It's like a little cringy like, at that moment, yeah. But that's that's one of the cringiest things for me is when it pans from character to character and they all do the same. <gasps> I'm like, okay, we get it. Everybody's shocked. You don't have to go one by one and everybody make a gasping. Sound. It's such an anime trope. <laughs> all right, well, all right, that's it for this episode this week. <clears throat> you have any closing notes so far? Thumbs up. <laughs> they can't hear you. Thumb. Well. They're watching it for a minute so well, they can see it. Only if you're subscribed to our YouTube and you catch our live recording sessions will you see our pretty faces outside of the short clips that we upload here and there. You have some more? Sure. We can clip this. What? What is the? One, One two, <laughs> three, four. I declare a thumb or you got claws. So. <laughs> This isn't fair. That don't mean anything. You have long down? thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, for everybody on the Spotify, you're not going to be able to see this thumb war. So you better head over to YouTube. That's cheating. And That's cheating. you can see this thumb war live. Subscribe to the YouTube. Click that bell. Be notified when we go live. One. Uh, you're cheating. DQ. You've been counted out. You can see that thumb more live. Like, comment, subscribe, click that bell. All the live streams go up on our YouTube channel. Link in the description below. 
for all of our <laughs> updates as far as the show goes. You're going to want to follow me on Twitter or jump into our Facebook group and join us there. Take a second to leave us a five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform that you're using. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Anime Autopsy. Leave us a voicemail or send us an email. All of the information is in the bio. And follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash The Romeo Stone. Our logo was made by Blue Room Media. For all of your art inquiries, reach out to Blue Room. Ask for Brandon. Tell him that we sent you. Anybody on the live stream watching, we are going to take a five-minute break. So we're going to cut the stream off and come back and reset. So make sure to click the bell and you'll be notified when we go live.